It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Welcome to Divas That Care on this Sunday morning. Happy Sunday, by the way. Yes, happy Sunday. Yes, indeed. Well, I'm so glad to have you on this show. I'm so honored to be one of the hosts, you know. I've always loved Divas uh, That Care Network that uh, is focusing on women. Mm -hmm. So that is wonderful. Well, I've been practicing the word entrepreneur. You know, because the title of our our conversation is a young entrepreneur. You know, I speak at least seven languages. And in Rutoro, my mother tongue, it is very, very odd to have three consonants following each other. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've been practicing and practicing. I think I got it right. Okay. (laughs) Well... (laughs) So our listeners out there, you can tell I'm excited. I'm watching today's cover, Garama, host of Divas That Care. And today I have my Deborah, my daughter, one of my daughters, called Deborah Namara Amori Gradley. And you can ask her for the meanings of all those names. But for now, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, happy Sunday to you and to everyone listening. Um, yeah, I guess just a little bit about me. So um, obviously being um, a daughter is one of the roles, the titles that I carry. Um, one of five, I fall on the fourth out of five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Even more so, um, I'm a mom and a wife. I have three young boys. Um, and mm-hmm. so even though I am definitely outnumbered when it comes to the male to female ratio in my household, I think that um, I have the the privilege and honor really of, you know, raising three men to really understand the value of women and you know, um, especially entrepreneurial women and women who um, have great influence in our world. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That is wonderful. That is excellent. And, of course, uh, you know, you don't live far away from me, so when they come here, they find grandma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's fascinating that you are an entrepreneur, and uh, you started this work during this major pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. You have received so many recognitions, the Wichita Ego, where you know the recognitions, and recently you were recognized by the governor. 
So can you tell us uh, more about quick hire and what led yeah. you to that? Yeah, happy to. So, um, so my uh, Angela, who is um, the the baby of the family, so my youngest sister, she had this idea um, quite some time ago, just because of her work in higher ed and career development and working with different students and things like that. She kind of had she recognized that there was a gap um, in helping people um, find work in uh, mm-hmm. the most efficient way and also not just finding the right jobs, but also, um, you know, finding like a good career pathway um, for progression in their fields. And so it's something that she realized a while ago. Um, however, when COVID happened, um, we felt like that was really the perfect time to launch because of a number of reasons, not only because of connecting, you know, the need to connect people to jobs, you know, as so many people were out of work and had to pivot and all this stuff. Um, but it honestly took a global pandemic for people to realize how essential skilled and service um, industry jobs were. They actually um, equated to about 60% of the essential jobs during the pandemic. So they really are the backbone of our economy and, we just felt like it was the perfect time to help people. Mhm, mhm. Yes, I had her on this show, and at that time it was more of a dream, you know. She was yeah. talking about how the two of you are dreaming about this, and she was in LA pursuing her music career and also working at the university. And now she's here, and everything mm-hmm. is moving. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And what is uh, your, you know, deep, deep within you, I can even tell from your impressive bio that you love to help others. So what motivates you? What do you gain from helping others? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we all have those things in our lives that kind of just, um, give us peace, give us joy. You know, for some people it might be, you know, reading. Um, others, they might mm-hmm. just like playing video games for other people. You know, I think every people, everyone has their own outlet, you know, writing, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for mm-hmm. me, it has always been helping other people. And it, you know, as, as ambiguous as that is, um, it look it looks different in every scenario um Mm -hmm. but I've always just been that person where like I just don't um I don't enjoy life alone I don't enjoy success alone I don't enjoy um you know being at the top by myself (laughs) or Mm -hmm. and so for me um I'm very much about the you know how can we all win how can we all thrive um and again i think life is just better um connected and so that is really i think this the root of why i enjoy helping people um Mm -hmm. and also i think because of being a children of immigrants and knowing um how hard you all worked so that we could have a better life i think it's also Mm -hmm. another way of me paying that forward Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, speaking of being a child of immigrants, um, 
So that experience, that unique experience, what were the challenges and what do you think you benefited from that? Because now that sometimes we say, oh my goodness, we did it. I mean, alone, of course, we had friends and, you know, uh, came to this country and, um, you know, had an extended family of our own that we created. But um, as far as blood relatives are concerned, (laughs) 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 and the children, and yet you you survived So take up from that, and of course, you know, you survived your language differences. Although we came, you know, speaking English, but there were also differences. For example, <laughs> we called the, the trunk a boot and uh, elevator. The lift would say, come on, mm-hmm. enter the lift, the door is closing. You read it there. And we didn't know what to call the, the thing where you put up to now, I don't know what it is called, but where you put that cloth, we would say, put in the better thing, and you know, you find all that, and, and different foods, although, of course, we, you know, we prepared, uh, you know, American food, you know, when, you know, spaghetti and so on, and uh, turkey at Christmas, I mean, at Christmas, Thanksgiving thing. But there were also unique foods like mandazi and uh, and um, chapati, sambusa. How did you survive <laughs> all that? <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, it's really funny. And just so that you know, Mom, the dirty thing is called mm. a hamper. It's a hamper. Okay. Okay. I think so. To your point, though, I think that was a bit of a a, a hurdle, you know, as far as the cultural and language um, differences, because um, I felt like we kind of had to have like those public blunders, if you will, where mm. we didn't know until we said something in front of our friends or in public, and they're like, what are you talking about, you know? So mm. our our learnings were much more public than I think the average person um, mm. as far as trying, you know, figuring out, <laughs> you know, the norms yeah. of the, you know, U.S. culture, which, you know, yeah, were there times where it was embarrassing when I you know, and I was like, oh, we had to get the things off the boot. And my friends thought I was absolutely crazy um, for talking that way. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't by any means um, a struggle, you know. I think mm-hmm. that the biggest thing that I would say was, like, the biggest barrier, and it's not just for immigrants, but I think it's for different people, even for minorities, um, but just that generational um, access to opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of a lot of families, a lot of people have been established in the United States for, for many, many years. Um, and so there's this generational access, whether it's real estate or capital or opportunity mm. or whatever it be, you know, where they have started, um, they've had a jump start in a lot of different ways where we are still trying to catch up. So I think that mm. is probably mm. one of the most challenging parts of being first um, generation born in this country. However, mm. I do think that it leads me to the point of, you know, what were some of the great things about being a child of immigrants were, was the, you, you can't teach work ethic. I just feel like mm. that is something that just has to be ingrained in you. Yes. Um, yes. And I think that 
um, you will see a lot of immigrants come to this country and become very successful, um, you know, a lot quicker than their counterparts because of that ingrained work ethic. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. that work ethic is something that was instilled in us as kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's what has helped us surpass a lot of our peers because, you know, working hard is what we do. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's wonderful. And, of course, there's also the social capital, you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, That we bring with us, for example, music. You know, I've always Mm -hmm. told you that at six months, I assume you had some music and uh, you just your toes and your your fingers could tell that you felt that music and that became a number one song that year. And I said, mm-hmm. I'll tell the world one of these days, and now I am. But, uh, you know, so the music, and I see that even in your own children. When they come to us, you know, they mm-hmm. listen to the music here and the music we bring and the food we bring and guess what? This generation, they, they just love our food. They love yeah. so many things about us and then the American way. So, yeah, there is that social capital that is hard to quantify. Uh, yeah. Even the the, 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 the proverbs and, um, you know, the, the language, the way we speak, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so all that has contributed to your success. Oh, yeah. that is wonderful. We truly appreciate that. Yes, indeed. And, of course, you went to Africa. You and your husband went to Uganda mm-hmm. uh, to visit, you know, you know your roots. And so how did that experience contribute to your growth? Because many people, really, when they think of Africa, they think of, you know, what good can come out of Africa? And I usually say, look up to Africa, you know, if you want mm-hmm. solutions, some of the problems of this world. In fact, in my peace work, um, I'm teaching the peace model that I learned in the village while growing Mm -hmm. up, walking barefoot to school, but I was learning so many lessons. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how did that contribute to your growth? You know, what, what, yeah, how did that help you? Yeah, I think if anything for me, it was kind of like it brought everything full circle for me. Um, mm. you know, and helped me kind of connect things that were always kind of inside of me, whether I knew it or I didn't. Um, mm. it just, I think it made my life make sense in a way because okay. Okay. when I went, um, I, I, when we decided, first of all, to go to Uganda, we were wanting to take, you know, our five-year anniversary trip and we were like, we want to go abroad. We want to get out of the country and so we had all of these places that we were interested in seeing, you know, from Dubai to um, London and, all, you know, somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. Like, we had all these places that were on our list. And, you know, I turned to Kareem and I was like, you know, it just doesn't feel right in my spirit to go to any of these places without having gone to Uganda, you know, where mm-hmm. we're from. You know, before I can go appreciate all of these other cultures, I, I feel like it's I have to go appreciate mine first. So mm-hmm. um, that is how we first came to it. And then going, I just was floored, you know, from seeing people who look like me, you know, or I look mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. That was the first yeah. thing that struck me for the first time to see, like, 
my face, my facial features. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what, you know, like that connection was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like this is where I'm from, you know, like yeah, I can't yeah, even, yeah. you can't really describe it. Um, that, and then, you know, just to see where you and dad grew up and mm-hmm, everything, I mm-hmm. felt, I felt so connected there. And again, it just made sense for me because I always felt like there was this disconnect for me growing up here. Like, it's not that, you know, I was an outsider by any means. No, like I, I made great friends. I met my husband. I established family here. So for sure I'm connected mm-hmm. here, but there was always something yeah. missing, you know, like I, I felt like, I felt like I always wanted to be able to give back, but I was like, I don't even know what community to give back to because I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't feel like my community. But when I went to Uganda, I was like, that's why, because this is my community, you know? So, again, it just made me feel, it made me feel like all of the things that I went, you know, in, in my life or all the internal feelings that I've had, it made sense mm. when I went to Uganda. That is wonderful. I probably made you even a better American. Just right, like they exactly. say, people, you know, here I feel I'm an ambassador, I'm at home. And then right. speaking of spirituality, even, you know, seeing, you know, God is here, God is everywhere. And, I'm, you know, right. I come to serve, I won't just sit around. These are my relatives, you know, just like those in Uganda. It is so fascinating. I go to the classroom, I see these children, I say, these are children of the world, really. My students are lovely, we are developing leaders, so yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. And of course, I see that same spirit in your church work. Can you say more about that, what you do in church? Yes, uh, I am a part of a wonderful church community called New Spring Church in Wichita, Kansas, and I've been Mm -hmm. a part of this church for the last several years in um, a volunteer capacity, and um, in more recent years, I became a part of the staff and um, where I serve as one of the worship leaders there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it has just been a joy. So as I said before, I, I I've been a part of this church as a volunteer for mm-hmm. several years before I ever received a paycheck because I just genuinely enjoy um, leading people in worship. It's just something that is such a gift for me. And mm-hmm. um, I think no matter what I do in life, you know, if I continue in tech or if I pivot or whatever it is, um, worship um, will always be a part of me and will always be a part of what I do, regardless of where mm-hmm. I am. Mhm. Yeah, that is wonderful. And when you discover your gift, your uniqueness, it is such a joy. Then you can yeah. go back and uh, just enjoy that. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you one other question. Since this show is about women, and as we know, women have, you know, you know, suffered uh, some injustice and then still things are not equal as we know in every mm-hmm. culture actually even here where there is abundance still women have lagged and are still lagging behind uh, mm-hmm. due to discrimination and uh, you know whatever else so wherever you go and uh, yeah. of course that differences but still we know that women and men are not equal yet. Uh, So, how do you motivate young women, young, you know, 
yes, to achieve their goals, to live their best. And uh, tips you'd like to share? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we lead by doing, you know. Um, And Mm. I think, you know, especially it's super timely that you ask this question and that this um, show exists because even with Kamala Harris being in the White House, regardless of the Mm -hmm. political party, it has nothing to do with Republican or Mm -hmm. Democrat or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's more so the fact for somebody to, for for the country to see um, a woman in that level of power, I think Mm -hmm. um, you can't help but feel motivated and inspired when you see something like that, when you see Mm -hmm. some, when you see people in positions or people doing things that you that were against the norm. It it yeah. makes you alter, it makes you do um, kind of an internal assessment where it's like, am I thinking big enough, you know? Mm. Um, and so even though I I really haven't ever thought of or really, um, really aspired to do anything from a political standpoint, it has challenged me to think bigger though, you know, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. And um, I think that that's how we can continue to inspire the next generation is by leading and by pushing boundaries and by, you know, changing the face. And even with us founding Quick Hire, two black Mm. women in tech is not something you see. And so we feel like by leading by example and showing that, hey, this is, we belong here too, hopefully we'll start to motivate those behind us who can see that you know we can do more we have to just do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's right and men have paid the price there is a role right. there that is unsaid you know by the time you get to that level um yeah emotionally psychologically even physically you know but uh, when you have a goal and you say yes 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 i can do it then you do it and others exactly. learn from you and you change lives. And somewhere where you mentioned something on your bio, the importance of managing time. I'm sure many people ask you with three boys and this and that. And you do other things. I know you are a consultant, you know, mm-hmm. and communication and other, other. But how do you manage, you know, in the 24 hours? You said something very interesting. Time management. How do we spend our time? Yeah, I think that it's it's so important. You know, I had somebody (laughs) tell me one time, you can sleep when you die. (laughs) Not to sound so morbid, but really, I think that um, there, everyone has the same amount of hours in a day. It's what you do with Mm -hmm. it that will change, you know, your outcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 24 hours, so what you do matters, and mm-hmm. in sociology, we say usually women have that private time out there, you know, have had very little, if any, access to public time, you know. Right. Um, so what do you do in there, you know, that can change the world? People right. ask you, you know, they ask me, how do you get them to write, and you know, they should write at this, and that, and that. 24 hours you've got to use them, you know, yeah. very adequately. Otherwise, you lose out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, have, have time, you know, schedule that. Yeah. 
exactly. interesting. Yes, we could go on and on. Because in the home, of course, we don't talk about these things all the time. You know, you come, you pick mm-hmm. up the boys and they're having fun and all, but <laughs> just sitting with my own child and, uh, you know, I'm saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, did I do that? Oh, my God, oh, my God. So you make me very proud, all of you. Uh, so what are your future goals? Future goals, you said? Yes, anything that you like to do that we haven't heard about yet, because I know you're always creating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, um, yeah, my mind never stops, but I think mm-hmm. um, I am trying to do a better job of living in the present because I am always living for tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say that one business that I am interested in doing in the future, um, obviously, we first would love to be able to sell quick hire and, and all of that and create more opportunity mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. But, you know, if I had if I had the capital and the time to do it in the future is I would love to start creating like a line of products that can help parents' lives be just a little bit easier. I think that mm. as a mom that has, you know, three boys all six and under, it can be challenging, you know, at times. And I think that um, it, there are certain things that could make a parent's life just a little bit easier, you know, by no means is it yeah. making parenting completely easy because parenting is a challenge, but, you know, small things yeah. around the house or small things that you do, it's like, well, if if I could take care of this for a parent, they can focus on, you know, actually raising their kids, you know. So yes, anyways, yes. I think that's definitely something that I am definitely interested in, you know, later, later, later down on the road. Yes, yes, it might come sooner than you think. Yes, yeah. I do have the experience, obviously. And, yeah. uh, you know, as I always uh, tease and joke around, say, you know what, don't underestimate me. I'm a, a multi or multi-tasker, you know. Yeah. This I learned yeah. from the very beginning, from the village, you know. That's no. how you succeed and many you know, people would want to have those tips. How do you uh, take care of your three boys and uh, yet do all these things mm-hmm. and you are still okay? You have time to yourself. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, simple, simple things that sound, uh, you know, we take for granted and yet uh, many people are looking for such help. So that's wonderful yeah. and uh, good luck to you and. Best wishes, if ever you Thank need you. help, you know, I'll share with you a couple of, uh, you know, tips here and there. For example, yeah. yesterday, I made some chapatis, because whenever the boys <laughs> come here, chapati, chapati, and yet, my <laughs> after them, you see what I'm saying? You know, exactly. when the pandemic came, I remember telling all of you, bring your babies here. Because I knew I could put a desk here and say, you, you are in the classroom there. I'm teaching you right now, okay? Now I'm no longer a university professor. I'm going to teach you little ones, okay? And then you, then I'll carry you on my back here, the baby that is, and, uh, you know, and then we'll, you know, we'll move around. And <laughs> right. Exactly. It works. You know, you are one of them perfect, but. Everyone is happy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is so cute, so cute, so cute. Okay, well, do you have any question 
that um, or any addition, any comment that you'd like to make? Um, not really. I think that this is, um, again, this is a really great platform, a really great show, and I think that um, there are a lot of people out there who are doing, you know, great work, um, a lot of un- unspoken heroes, a lot of um people that are doing everyday work that we don't, that tends to go unnoticed. So um, the more that we can try to elevate those voices, I think it's just a great Mm. thing. So now I just Mm. appreciate the time to chat today and, um, yeah, yes. thanks for having me. Well, that is wonderful. You know what? If I may share this with you, I'm so grateful uh, to Carlos, you know, the person who founded this, you know, and then Joyce, who lives here in Mandridge, here, you know, of course, where Mandridge is, but mm-hmm. we got connected through uh, the, the story, the book that uh, I published about grandmother, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, who lost her entire family in battle, and now I'm saying, oh my God, what an amazing woman. But Joyce, I've been trying for a long time to reach me and talk about the divas that care. Now, let me share with you my ignorance. For me, I thought divas were singers, and I said, <laughs> I'm not a singer. Maybe I can introduce you know my daughter. I mean, I sing at home and all, but these days my daughter can sing. You know what? Let me introduce people who are singing. You know what I mean? And then she can talk. But <laughs> that's funny. But yes, indeed. But I I really love this this group of uh, ladies. You know, so inspiring. And um, so wonderful, we're like family now, and um, I'm at home. I said, yeah, finally someone knows who I am, and uh, I can uh, inspire others through this yeah. network. Yes, indeed. Yes, and, um, you know, women of all ages, ages and cultures, and, you know, we are, we all have a voice. And yeah, it all yeah. matter. Yes. So thank you. You have thank a lovely you. day. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.